1: Welcome to the Notice Podcast number 577. Fun week this week on At Midnight. Really fun week. Uh, Doug Benson, Hari Kondabalu, Kyle Canane, Mike Lawrence, Tom Lennon, Cameron Esposito, Tim Minchin, Reese Dobby. Watch it at midnight, right after Colbert, Comedy Central, Monday through Thursday. It's on At Midnight, which is why we call it that. Sort of cut some of the guesswork out. This episode is Dan Harmon. And, uh, and then a little bit of Neil Berkeley. Neil directed a, uh, uh, a documentary called Beauty is Embarrassing. And then now he has directed Harmontown, the Dan Harmon documentary, um, which I have not seen yet. But I've heard incredible things about. And we talk about it on the podcast. And, uh, and Dan, by the way, uh, they're, they're on tour screening the documentary and doing live podcasts. Tour dates can be found at Live. Dot Harmontown.com. And if you want to just hear the Harmontown podcast, because maybe you're not going to be in the city that they're touring in, you can go to feralaudio.com. F E R A L audio.com. Here's an artist podcast with communities. Dan Harmon. Well, I'm going to say comedy's Dan Harmon. I mean, community is just one thing that Dan does. Um, you know, I also could have said Rick and Morty, which we didn't talk about a lot in the podcast. God damn it. You know, it's just with a guest like Dan, there's just too many different things to talk about. And then we didn't get to it. So don't be like, you didn't talk about Rick and Morty on the podcast. Here, I'll, I'll just walk through what that would have been like. Hey, so you, you work on uh, Rick and Morty? Yep, I sure do. All right, cool. Uh, moving on. So there you go. So now you got it. Uh, here we go. There's podcast number 577 with Dan Harmon. Now entering...
0: Nerdist.com.
1: So these Star Wars, who won them? What do you
2: do that in a rage? Yeah, (laughs) the pressure of.
1: Up until 2008, I thought Star Wars was the Reagan space program. (laughs) I didn't know it was a movie. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh,
2: busy's good. I hate free time. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Do you like free time? Uh,
2: I feel I always feel like I do when I'm busy. Yeah. I can't wait to get back to uh, my Minecraft laptop right now, Mm -hmm. but that's not a good use of my time, and I. I will suffer for it. And I'm if I if and, and I fantasize therefore about the day that that someone goes, "You know what? There's nothing to do. Uh why don't you uh go uh go do something for a week? Nothing at all. Whatever you want." And I'd be like, "Okay, Minecraft then." And then <laughs> but I would like I think 6 hours into it, I'd be like, "I'm not doing this. <laughs> I got to get something going."
1: So does that mean do you think maybe you're never satisfied in whatever your current scenario is?
2: Uh, yeah, well, I think I seek, I think I seek scenarios that overwhelm me to a point where my identity is not a matter of choice or, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You're kind of forced into a situation like, you know, you're like, okay, well, I have to deal with this right now. And do you feel like that's the way that you make yourself productive is forcing yeah. yourself into Yeah, absolutely. Because if it were up to me, what are we- I'm not going to write a show about a people at a community college. It's, <laughs> like, it's like the dumbest idea ever. But, I, you know, I'll pitch it. Uh, okay, they bought it. All right, now let's make this. Holy cow. Let's make sure this takes up all my time. Now you've got to do it.
1: <laughs> uh, so you're here and then Neil is here as well. Yeah. Who uh, directed the Harmontown uh, documentary. Um, but uh, but let's let, let, let's go back a ways. The first time I ever met you, I feel like it was... Um, God, I think it was like a some small comedy show, like in Los Feliz Village. And I think you had just started doing Channel One Hundred and One stuff. Huh. Like it was a relatively new concept at that point, which I think most people would know to give you guys credit for. But this was a pre-YouTube world right. of of you know, it's like oh, we, if you put video on the internet, it's got to be like a QuickTime format, right? And who's going to host those videos?
2: Yeah, yeah, you got to pay for that bandwidth. It's funny how quickly we've forgotten that that, that it was cra- It was crazy that way. We would get uh, three hundred tapes in the in our PO box every month because people in Anchorage, if they, if they <laughs> it's like so weird to think about this now. You, you could be sitting next to your laptop. And be further from being on the internet than mailing a tape to a guy in LA. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense for, for us anymore. But it was a question of I guess coding, encoding, bandwidth. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, just being of just having like a good uh, compressed video file format, and who was going to host that yeah. and pay for it? Because it's surprisingly expensive if a lot of people download something then you as the person who uploaded it to your server has to pay for that. Yeah. And it's exp- it was expensive. And that t- t- that was like it could have been like just like 10 or 11 years ago, right? Yeah. So doesn't I mean I know it's a been a while but <laughs> in in terms of how much of a paradigm shift there's been, it's really not that much t- it doesn't
2: it's really not that long ago yeah we shouldn't the world shouldn't be like this (laughs) it's like if apes were riding horses I feel like
1: in a lot of cases that's the that's the case but uh, the Statue of Liberty is sticking out of the sand because they were on earth the entire time
2: yeah and they love liberty I don't know (laughs) I don't know why they didn't just grab that thing and put it in an ape museum and they had culture. Why are they riding past that thing every day and going like, we'll deal with that later? Jesus Christ, (laughs) that is like a giant fucking, I don't know who you think made that, but. I thought you were going to clean that up. No, (laughs) I
1: got to put on all this weird body armor
2: somebody, one of your fans is going to have a very frustrated <laughs> and clear answer to that question. Yeah, to be
1: fair, it could be one of your fans, too.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 it sound like I was accusing you Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I'm Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Only <laughs> <of laughs> people are paying attention to me are large-breasted women. I don't know what... Uh, uh, yeah, the... Uh, Alright, but anyway, yeah, so before you email Chris your Planet of the Apes uh, clarification. I'd, I'm sorry. I, I would take it back. I...
1: That's okay. But you, uh, I guess we could. I guess we should talk about this. You have been on the podcast before, but I never released
2: it, <laughs> and I don't remember it <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it was an SM sketch message a few years ago, uh. and. We made the mistake of calling you in earlier than you needed to be there, and so I think the show—you
2: left me in a room with in a stairwell al- with alcohol, with with nothing but uh yeah free time and a, <laughs> and a large bottle. Of and so vodka. selfishly,
1: we all did stand-up sets at the top of the show, and so even before we did that, you were already there like an hour, hour and a half, and then it was another hour before you actually came on of the show. So You had like. You had a good 150 minutes of pure drinking time. So by the time you came out, you were pretty lit up. And it was and it was really funny uh, because you were, I think, partially annoyed but then joke mad too. Yeah. Which was really funny. Like, how many times do I have to, oh, look at me. I'm doing jokes. I'm doing stand-up. You know? And then it sort of launched into this whole thing of like, yeah. You went into the classic comedy trope of like, New York is like this, L.A. is like this, black people are like this, white people are like this. But but the black people are like this, white people are like this thing kept recurring throughout yeah. the show to a point where it sort of crested. And then, and then I think the audience started to get a little offended by it. They right. were like, oh. But you weren't <laughs> saying anything racist. It was just like, you know, black people like Doritos and white people like Fritos. You know, it was like it was nonsensical. But at a certain point, I think they st- it, they, they took it weird, and so well,
2: I think they were just offended as an as 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 the race known as the audience. <laughs> like, you know, you know what, you know what we're like. Uh, we hate this much overkill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was it was a, uh, so I kind of thought, you know, I could put it out, and you know, people would just know that it was all in fun or whatever, and it wasn't a big deal. But. It was right around the time when all the Chevy controversy happened, yeah and I guess I just thought like Dan doesn't need this now, like he doesn't need another oh, and how about this other thing where he was drunk on a podcast yeah. talking about black people and white people yeah, so i didn't put it out, and i didn't I felt bad, and we never really talked about it, and then you had me do your live show, Harmontown, which you do at our at nurmel and uh and you brought it up on. And, and I, so I just said, here's why I didn't put it up and I'm really sorry. And you sincerely said, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, like, that was very it. sweet of you because so many people would have taken advantage of that press moment. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not, I don't want, you know, I don't want my friends to go through shit. So, no, so you, uh, you, you just, just swept it under the rug.
0: You didn't call them and say, Hey, we're not going to, it just went away.
1: No, it just, it was one of those things where, you know, we have a lot of podcasts in the queue anyway, And so a little bit of time had passed. And it was just one of those things where it's like we never talked and we never talked. And it's not like we talked all the time. I mean, if we had been better, like, phone friends or whatever, I would have called you. But we just, you know, we saw each other in passing a lot. Mm -hmm. But I just... Uh, and then all of a sudden it was just like months had gone by before I even realized it and it was one of those things like, oh yeah, I never dealt with that so I'm sorry that it got swept away for so long but, uh, you know. But here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I can still cut it out of this if you want. We don't do don't, don't <laughs> No, that, I don't right?
2: care. I, I think it's... I Look, I... Uh, I think it's important for your fans and my fans and uh, who are we kidding? They're the same people. Uh, I, I just... I. I, I I love how thoughtful that was. I don't know if it was justified or not, and I, I mean, it's not. That's not the headline of the story to me. It's like that you actually bothered to to put that much thought into it. It, it was it was uh, it's very striking, and we barely talked to each other, but you you did something out of like friendship, which is weird. Well, like, it makes I- me realize why. Everybody loves you so much. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I appreciate this.
1: Did you listen to it? Did you listen to it just to make yeah. sure you were right? Okay. Well, it wasn't... Look, if the audience hadn't gotten weird near the end, I don't think anyone would have said anything, but if you're listening to a live podcast, if you're listening to any live show and you can feel where the audience is going, it can direct... I mean, that's why there are laugh tracks on sitcoms. You know, like they're trying to emotionally direct people, and the truth of the matter is I don't know how. It, I don't think it's really that bad. I mean, you don't say anything in it that's so like whoa, uh-huh. but it just um, it just was one of those things where it's just like at that moment.
2: Well, no I mean, one would have listened to it that would have that would have hurt me. It would have been a headline that said, uh, so, 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 "You know, it would have just the story would have been." That's the thing that drives me nuts these days. Not that I don't understand why it's the case, but it's just like the thing that you watch happen. Uh, spirals out of control is uh splitsider reports that this tmz article came out according to right. uh, huffington post and it's like um has anyone actually uh that's why i started podcasting after the chevy thing because i was like um you know I, I, this is a story about a story about a story well it's not even a story
1: it's that people when they see like this according to this and according to this it's just like people get their news from headlines now It's rare that they will actually read the story or (laughs) be... really do any more investigation beyond that. They just read like a couple paragraphs and they go, okay, I got yeah, it. But like, I tell cool. you what
2: they will do. They will, they, <laughs> they, they will take the time to tweet me and let me know that they have decided that they've been reading my name too much and <laughs> that I'm not worth that and here's why. And that is like, at that point I'm like, holy crap I have come a long way to get back to... It was pretty
1: crazy to see your name in TMZ for this thing which i don't uh were they close to what happened at all or no uh
2: it depended on i mean there was so much like mishmash of all of it it was like i can't even really remember i mean i i uh, for for those keeping track I, I i just what what had happened was i i got mad at at Chevy a little bit, but nothing out of the ordinary, except that we had taped the last episode of what I thought was possibly the last episode ever of Community. And he was supposed to do this tag that I thought was – all he had to do was sit in a chair and do nothing. He walked off the set because he didn't think it was funny. So I had that, I had that in my craw um, at the rap party. And I did what I usually do, which is I take something that was, that was like, makes make me upset. And then it was a point of frustration among other people. And I did a bit. I did, I, I, my bit was that he's an asshole. Like, <laughs> I, I had the microphone at the rap party and I was like, okay, by the way, it's safe now. I'm your, I'm your boss. You won't get fired this one time for saying, fuck you, Chevy, in case you're interested in doing that on the count of three. One, two, three. And everyone went,
1: fuck you, Chevy. <laughs>
2: um, and, I, and, and, and that was it. So, so because of that, he, he stormed out of the rap party, which I did not mind. Um, I didn't want him to feel bad. Uh, I didn't think he could. Um, I wanted the grips and the caterer and the wardrobe supervisor and transpo to, for one moment, at the end of a long, hard season, that's it. I wanted it as face value. I was just like this is not a time for celebrities to be revered this is a time to celebrate a lot of hard work on a show for the people who worked the hardest on it not the people that walked off the set right um, because they were tired so, so I but, but that being said you know let's be real it's the celebrities that make our show good or not so I also was like fine this isn't a real thing he'd get mad at the rap party whatever so then he texted me I think I, I made it worse because <laughs> in text I'm like not that like he texted me a thing that was like basically saying you haven't apologized to, to me yet, or something like that, or, he, or no, actually that that's unfair. Sorry, I gotta I gotta backtrack on that. He he texted me. It was actually something of an olive branch, as I recall. And I actually was still actually kind of, I was feeling my oats. So I texted him back like, this isn't an apology for the- <laughs> walking off the side. And then he got really mad. And he started leaving voicemails, texting me. And I wasn't responding to any of them because I was kind of enjoying it. And so the, the, the voicemails got more and more vitriolic. And then I was like, look, the show's over i 'm um, doing this show for two hundred uh, not fifty people in the back of a comic book store. it wasn 't being podcast yet, et cetera, et cetera. I made the very, very poor unprofessional choice of playing it into a microphone. <laughs> but I just thought at the time nobody cares i 've been doing this forever like it's, this is a place where I talk to fifty people in a back room and I I think this is really funny. This guy, uh, humble brag. The celebrity is uh, like, this, it was, this legend is calling me a fat alcoholic like, piece of shit. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> um, and, 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 and so I played it no microphone. Someone recorded it, put it on YouTube, whatever. Blah blah blah. Et Wasn't
0: there also a deal on the internet? They made they really rode the wife and daughter thing too.
2: Yeah, he kept he kept it was like in front of my wife and kids. Like, your kids are forty eight years old. <laughs> your your kids are retired. <laughs> I thought that was so funny Like I was getting tweeted
1: all the time In front of his kids Well that must be That must be strange To make that jump of Something that you Something that's really I mean like Right or wrong It was not out of character Something you would have done Anyway Like years ago but being at a point where like oh shit this is a story right. and it's like oh no
2: well, that's the that's what I learned about that is like you because it's happened to me subsequently too I can't I, yeah. it's just it's random like those are the waters you're in at a certain point if you venture enough into that harbor there are steps. We could take to make ourselves not available. Probably, if you get pulled over on a Malibu highway and you start spouting anti-Semitic stuff while you're drunk, you're probably back in that water, whether you want to be or not. Right. But there, there are things you can do to, to make yourself unknown mm-hmm. and not clickable. I think. Um, but once you're out in that water, you it's it you don't you have to stop caring whether or not it happens or what it happens about you can't get outraged about that. that's not a story because the truth is for everything that you've ever read my name about there's like nine things I totally got away with <laughs> I, it's, it's just it's just that a Kardashian had an abortion that week you know it's not I, I just luck out I, I, David Hasselhoff uh, cut off his gardener's foot with a butter knife and <laughs> well I was fucking like, oh man, and i let Ralph Macchio have it in a drive-thru.
1: <laughs> do you feel like uh do you think do you like chaos or do you think you create chaos? <laughs> or do you or do you think it just sort of happens?
2: Uh I uh I don't like that kind of chaos. I don't right. I don't I don't I don't like drama. I don't like gossip, I don't like feuding, I don't like name calling. I, I really I truly believe that like I I like I I think I use humor to escape things that otherwise are just lingering and making my life stink. I don't think it's fair. That if that we can walk have to walk around feeling shitty and that it's considered polite and decorum and professional to eat it and fucking like not let your feelings be known instead of I think I think it sucks that then the re, the way we let it out is that we do weird things like passive aggressively behind people's backs and all this stuff like so I I don't I, I'm not I'm not like some like uh 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 you know uh, g- god of, of 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 mischief or something that's like mm, there's not <laughs> enough drama <here>. people. <laughs> People need to be real. I made it real. Um, I, I, it's an, it, it, that, that just, that started happening because why? Because I, for the most flattering reason of all, people like my TV show. So now, now I'm, you know, it won't last forever it's just like a little window of like <laughs> it's like oh hey D- D- dan Harmon's a name um th- th- that should not be the case and guess what like th- this isn't a person you would want at your house now he's <laughs> in your house on your laptop like if you're an average person you're like huh um i think he's fat and stinky and and says dumb things and like it doesn't say and it's like yes i know and then I-, I spend that time going like yeah i knew that i wasn't really i wasn't this is not love connection i didn't want to know how <laughs> I was driving as a human being. I I don't publish this gossip blog. I don't. I have it was like like the internet is just this free space. I'm very sorry you had to hear my name. Um, it's all karmically like uh, it feels. It's it's all it's all appropriate. Like it's like 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 I I, I get I get as much pain as I deserve. Did uh,
1: was any of the stuff at the Comic Con panel planned? Was it last year? was was it this? Oh, it must have been last year. Boy, I'm getting Comic Cons mixed up. Where
2: you came out as Iron Man? That was last year, oh, right? God, no, that was a couple of years ago. I'll tell you what, it wasn't. It wasn't the year Iron Man Two came out, so it was kind of an
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was because I moderated that panel, and uh, Dino Stamatopoulos, I didn't know. Did you know he was gonna do? Uh, no, ask?
2: no. Right. One does not. Na- Dino likes chaos. Dino.
1: Dino is the god of mischief. Yeah. So Dino, do you know the story? No. So I'm moderating the community panel and uh, and Dan's there. The only person who's not there is Joel because he's, he's shooting a fancy movie. Everyone else is there. And Dino gets up to ask a question in Hall H where there's 7,000 people. And this is right after Dan has... Retaken the reins on community after the year that he was not there. And the first thing Dino said, and Dan, I could see in your face, you're just sort of like, please just let this go, okay? I don't want any more bullshit. I'm here. Let's just get through this. And Dino's first thing is, uh, uh, question for Dan. Uh, so. Unfuck Sony, I guess. <laughs> I like just see your face, like, okay, yeah, all right, Dino, uh, we get it.
2: <laughs> but on the other hand, I remember that 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 afternoon very uh, keenly because all that shit had gone down. Now I was back. And um, wh- whatever happened on that stage, it's like, was it good? Was it bad? Whatever. What, what I remember very distinctly is that halfway through the panel, and it wasn't while well, Dino was talking, it was actually, I think it was before he did, just to be scientific about this, I started to experience this sensation I've never experienced in my life. I've been on stages in front of thousands of people before. I I, I was also like, I I wasn't like doing anything up there that was out of the ordinary or like I, I, started to get this stomach pain. Something terrible was happening in my body and I, I had to weather the rest of that panel. And I got, I, I was like, Oh my fuck. Am I am dying. Something is happening right in my solar plexus. And I got off stage and, and, uh, and was talking to Dino and, I, and he's like, what's wrong with you? I said, like, I don't, I feel like I did 8,000 sit-ups. Like, I don't know what, what happened. He's like, well, you know, you, you're watching what you say, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, like that's what, it's like I, it's a medical condition for me, and it doesn't service anybody, and it made me hurt. Uh, like, I'm not saying I was that I should have a little placard on my car that lets me say whatever I want, but I, I am saying like, Dino, you know, we're marveling. At, oh my god, Dino! How could you think that was a good idea to do the do bits about unfuck Sony and all that stuff? <laughs> But at the same time here I am on the other end of that spectrum that day, And it's like well I don't want to be the guy with stomach cramps right. ever again that was the worst
1: <laughs> Yeah it definitely it definitely and I don't think anyone else would have noticed I just happen to be standing very close to you but it definitely seemed like there was a little bit of a let's just get through this I just and- felt
2: nauseous and I, re- I was just like it was all through the lens of like this t- like you know like uh these teenage girls who love Abed and Annie and like like they loved community and I was like the experience of like them in particular I think is because of the teenage boy inside me like I think that's the that's the like worst scenario where it really hits home the social anxiety of like oh my god I'm a failure is like young girls that remind me of my childhood going once again after all I've been through going, what the fuck is his problem? <laughs> that is so... He is so gross. Funny I, I don't even you... know why he's talking right now. That
1: is so funny to hear you say that. It's just like, no matter how old you get, yeah. you still... You still want
2: to go to the prom. you still <laughs> But you still
1: also... You still experience the same things you experienced when you were younger, and you, and you notice that the same kinds of people that hated you when you were younger yeah. still hate you. Yeah. Like you for, whatever it is, for whatever sort of <laughs> chemical molecular mass you are yeah. that you know, like, attracts and repels, <laughs> there's a certain type of... It's the same thing for me, that there are people, the same type of people that hated me in grade school hate me now. Yeah. Whether they're adults or kids or whatever they are, it's just certain personality types clash with you know with with whatever it is that we
2: are i think an important thing for me is that i had tricked myself into thinking that i had found a way out of that like that i was like i I, it wasn't like uh uh, can't buy me love or anything but i thought i had i thought i had dealt with that had realized that yeah i don't have any i don't have everyone's everyone's the same and the world is the future now and we're all good and it was like this you know these things happen it's like uh, he got fired like what like what is his problem why is he always uh, like like watching them converse with each other in their Tumblr blog <laughs> commentaries about me in the third person like why does he just shut up it's like ruining this thing I love why are you like, reading any of that I know I, 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 I now I don't it's like asking me why I would smoke a cigarette the answer is now I wouldn't right I, 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 like, I, but I, I was back a day when I was 32 that's
1: not just smoking cigarettes that's smoking cigarettes and then putting them out on your forearm <laughs> <laughs> gets way worse yeah I, I I had
2: to cross the threshold. That was it. It was like, oh my god, this is my worst fucking nightmare. And then, and then then I think um, that, and then you're like, okay, cognitively, are we going? It's fine to do this. It's fine to uh, uh, go to a place where you maybe know you're possibly going to get hurt. It's fine to stand there and get hurt. It's fine to say I went to this place and I got hurt. Uh, It's fine. It's all of that is fine. Contradictory primate behavior. I draw the line that, like, you're not gonna, I'm not doing it twice. I'm not, I, 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 mean, I probably did it 5,000 times, but I mean, I'm not gonna go through that phase for the rest of my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I am going to, like, change my behaviors. I'm going to start blocking people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- delete this app off my phone because, like, I can't make my girlfriend keep listening to me complaining about what? About right. strangers not liking me? That's crazy.
1: And you also don't even know what their state of mind is. I mean, like, you're giving <laughs> credence to people who, Might be crazy, but you're like this person doesn't like me. Like yes, but you know what? What if they live in a house made of Hitler statues? Like you don't know anything about this person. It might be great that they hate you. You might not want
2: them to like you because you
1: know, like it. It's it's not
2: a house made of Hitler statues. (laughs) That's the best. That's the worst. It's your version of the worst person ever. Because they sound kind of. I mean, Hitler's bad, but. There's 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 more extreme ways to be a Nazi than building your house out of Hitler statues. That sounds like such a Nazi poser. Yeah.
1: It's a it's hipster. <laughs> it's a hipster Hitler. Guy. I'm
2: re- I'm really into Nazis. Really, yeah. You want to come over to my place? Um, oh, interesting. You know, I was in the Nazi party. We didn't do this. I just think Hitler's like, amazing. And that, yeah, I can see you think that. Uh, do you care statues. about architecture? Because we did.
1: <laughs> now, who, how, who did you even find to hire to build this? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, who would even, how would you? And, and in my head, what I was picturing was the entire outside of the house was just all these yeah. big... Hitler statues. I'm just picturing
2: f- a, a house that is absolutely energy inefficient because it's <laughs> literally made out of statues of Hitler so he has his arms on his hips so there's like huge holes because like instead of a wall there's statues. This is just like living in a in a, in a, in a trestle of like tree branches. I mean
1: look, it's a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Not the least of which is energy efficiency. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's just to be one good thing about being a Nazi. Your your home was tight as a drum. But not <laughs> your air conditioning bill was next to zero. I mean that was it.
1: Everything else terrible, but that was it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, you just don't know the state of mind of these people, so it's it's good to remember that it just doesn't matter
2: and you should just of course, you yeah. should just do what i don't even think it's... i mean not to not to high road that high road but i i think the larger lesson is like it 's not about them it 's about you like like you maybe maybe they're really sane and really wonderful and don 't like you because but it's because like why are you like like why, why aren 't you bored with this yet right. it's, it's go make love to your wife like right. like, like go like go somewhere that Either admit that you enjoy this and smile more or stop doing it. So it's like, like no one is paying you to go into a Reddit forum and look for your name. Right. Um. Uh, so, 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 like, either I, I don't, I don't look down on anybody that that goes and does it. Uh, I don't look down on anybody that swears that they don't do it. I do look down a little bit on people who obviously lie when they say that they don't do it at all because right. they're totally above it. It's like right. you don't have to try to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I just think that I think the important lesson isn't like. Um, uh, who, who are these people? Like, like, screw them. It's like, no. It's just sort of like, just, just treat yourself. Like, like, they're 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 not thinking of you as a person. They're thinking of you as a piece of entertainment. That's how you entered their world. Sure, you're, you're lucky to have occupied that space in someone's world. There's yeah. lots of people working in a forest somewhere who are like wishing that they were on the Tonight Show. Right. In like owls and yeah, owls and.
0: You'll do it with people on, on Twitter. You'll go back and forth. How many back and forths do you, when do you tap out of that?
2: I, okay, th- this is a different thing, uh, which I have recently gotten bored with. But before I did, uh, I nailed it, and I never was unhappy. I was always like, very excited to, if someone on Twitter says something to me, and I, 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 I have always, I think I'm a thousand for a thousand, I go back and forth with that person until they block me. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they and they delete their tweets and they like they delete their account like I don't and I'll come back after them and be like hey man what isn't this the same account a different one like because like, I noticed that he was the only one following also, you and vice versa so I'm assuming this is your non-anonymous account that's I, I, amazing. Like amazing like so what do you, how, how should I lose weight like what do you think I should do or?
0: but you also do like I've noticed you'll do research like you'll go into their feed from years ago and go what about some things you said about gay people yeah
2: yeah. Two right, years like, ago. Like, so, so yeah I should watch what I say but you uh, you told Paris Hilton she should die in a fiery plane crash yeah that seems like a weird way two to handle your ago. anger Uh <laughs> God, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> but and for me, it's like like I, I I just I I don't think that that's like. I mean, I enjoyed doing that. Like it was it was part of me exploring myself. I think it was like, like like I don't think I think that I think that and I think someone else might enjoy like reading comments like just about them. <laughs> like maybe they're getting some crazy masochistic like like jolt of ecstasy out of it, or maybe it's even what's keeping their their feet on the ground. Everyone's different, and they're twisted souls and brains, and um, and also everyone can go through phases. Maybe they do that for five years, and then they stop. I, I just got finished, because uh, I started to just it's the same conversation over and over again with people on Twitter. But while I did it, it was great. I was good at it. I achieved results. I made a lot of people that, that, that thought... That that life was uh a, a, shaped a certain way. Realize that life was shaped a different way. <laughs> uh, that 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 you know, it's like we're talking about twenty-one-year-old people who live in such a sick, toxic world that even though they have access to someone whose name they just read in somewhere, they they just go they go, hey, fuck you, fatty, you know, or something. They say something mean to a stranger. On, uh, in this format where it's like, wait, you know, the reason you're doing that is because of the momentum of a culture in which you didn't have access to people. We're all human now. We can connect with each other. You could ask me anything, and you're being mean to me because your dad's world was grosser, and you, you, you think you think that you're so far beneath me, you think you're such human garbage that, like, you, I'm, I, you, you getting me to pay attention to you is a loss on my part and that uh, uh, is 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 somehow going to validate you, like in your. But but also, it's going to make you. Let's like, look, look, think about all of this poison that's happening in your brain before we start a conversation. How can we change that? How can I help you? How can you help me? Uh, we can talk to each other. I'm not. I'm not the president. I'm a guy. It's like, like we, you, you. You are. You could be making a TV show tomorrow. This implies. Yeah. Um, and that—that's that, a positive way of looking at this access. But it's just like you—you—you t- you, you tweet at a Kardashian and just uh, like call her a whore, and it's like you, you're do you wouldn't do that if you thought that someone would ever read that. No, and you certainly wouldn't do it to someone in person. But it—but it
1: makes me—it th- makes me think of you as like the—it uh, <laughs> makes me think of you as the—the the, the, uh, go with me on this as <laughs> the uh, the vampires in Bla- in Guillermo's Blade Two that fe- that feed yeah.
2: on the other vampires. It's just like you know that is how i would look at it i was like i'm okay i'm a monster But I'm like I'm like Dexter. Like I like 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 okay. I I like I like the taste of monster blood. Like like that's kind of cool. Like I'm not. It's not like I'm troll. You know. It's 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 not like I'm feeding the trolls. I mean I mean I am eating them. I really am. I know I know. Like people go like well you just you're just giving them what they want. I don't know. It seems like they're. I think they got more than they bargained for. Um, And I never have the same conversation with the same guy twice. But the the yeah. Over time I was like okay. I have done this. I have had every one of these. I'm now the master of. This world I have now mastered Like nine things This is one of them I'm gonna go play Minecraft
1: Well uh, Harmontown Has been, How long has Harmontown Been running now For like a few A few
2: years right Yeah
1: of
0: Middle of 11 No Middle of 12 Yeah Mark Well it was You got fired got fire what, March of 2012 right
2: I guess I don't That's about when I don't it started understand yeah.
1: Well, and then when did you decide to start doing a documentary about
0: it? uh, Yeah, end of 2012. uh, Around Thanksgiving, Dan called me and said, hey, I'm I'm taking my podcast on the road. Do you want to make a documentary about it? And uh, we met a few times and talked about it. And he had a completely different idea for what that documentary should be. And so there's a little bit of back and forth. You tell it better than I do, but...
2: I wanted it to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really thought it would be like, okay, uh, I saw Comedians of Comedy... And I also saw a lot of really bad documentaries about guys who go, I love peanut butter. And I thought to myself, where'd it come from? But I also want to talk to the camera because I'm not really a documentarian. I'm a narcissistic piece of shit that just wants to make a movie about himself. This is called the peanut butter challenge. Day six. I noticed that peanut butter is hard to eat. Oh, why are you making a documentary? You're just saying that you don't know what you're doing over and over again. Anyways. So naturally I was jealous of those people. And I was like, how am I not on Apple TV? This, is a, this seems like a place where you can do anything. Yeah. Um, I should have a movie where I'm like walking off into the sunset with a, you know, with a pine cone in my hand. And it says, like, <laughs> um, the, the So, so I, it started from that. And then I was like, OK, we're going to go on the road because I either have to write the next community again. Coincidentally, my first time out after being fired, <laughs> which seemed like there was a high chance of me letting myself and a lot of people down. And I just didn't want to confront that, I, I, and so I was like, "Let's let's go on tour with the podcast." And I called Neil because uh, he the beauty embarrass- is embarrassing is embarrassingly beautiful, and I thought that you know the, there's a body type there, a fat guy with a beard. I don't think Wayne would like being called fat. No, <laughs> he's not fat. He's not fat. He does have a beard. He's not. Yeah. He's not skinny.
0: He's pretty thin. He's a pretty uh, ropey guy. He's, he's ropey. He's yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like a thick rope. He's
1: thin, he's a like thin a guy. like a rope that you find on a ship. He's like wiry, a, yeah,
2: <laughs> like a like a wide grade anchor, like a anchor giant rope anchor for rope. giants. <laughs> yeah, like a kind of rope that a giant would use <laughs> to tie his shoes. If yeah, it, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. the um, I thought do that to me. Like, come along and blah blah blah. I I but I was pitching him like um it you know it's maybe comedian's a comedy, but i don't have an act, so it mean that means that none of the stops are going to be inherently entertaining like and not, like like if you did a you know it's, it's like like you could fall back on like your you have your material and then like 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 Patton Oswalt has like been doing stand up for five eight, Thousand years, yeah, five thousand. Um, and so I was like, like, what would you want to watch more than him on stage actually doing his act, which he also maintains and keeps up? it's like watching a you know Bruce Lee exercise video. So um, the, the the I knew that that wasn't going to be the case. I knew I would babble into a microphone, and we'd probably get a you know a little bit mm-hmm. of that. So in my mind, what it was going to be was like this kind of <laughs> just like mockumentary kind of meta thing. It was just like it was going to be a goof off thing. Let's go have some fun. I'm 40. I got fired. I'm on my way down. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's make some cash, pay for the bus, you know, and and we'll have fun. We'll do comedy bits, and along the way, I'll probably make myself look really good. Um, uh, I'm sure, as I tend to do that whenever I uh, occupy anyone's attention for more than five (laughs) seconds. Um, So so, and then I I pitched that to Neil, and he said, "I'm in." Let's go have one beer and talk about it. And then we had one beer, and he was like, I am out. <laughs> uh, what he said was, I don't want... This thing that you described, I gave it some thought, and I'm not the man for the job. I think there's a ton of like comedy director guys that would like... like Knock that out of the park, and I and am like, well, what are you? And he said, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that's gonna follow you around and shoot everything you do, and then come what may in the edit bay. And uh, I, I was like, well, let's do that then. I so said, we made an agreement. This is not okay. End of end of that discussion about that other thing. <clears throat> we're we we're, we're going out on the road almost immediately it's it's kismet let's not let's not lose the opportunity, but it's my tour, and it's your movie so i don't have any cut on it i would like watch cuts that he would do, and I would go i would never say i I look bad there, take that joke out or whatever like I kicked that dog don't like don't make it so it looks like I fed the dog <laughs> um I would just say like like for instance big notes like the first cut I was like like I thank you for trying to make me look good I'm not good um it's a it feels like a puff piece like I th- I think lots of people are giving you that feedback like nah, I don't want to it's like, like imagine comedians of comedy it, uh if it was one person instead of four people and if and if none of them had an act it was like, <laughs> like it's like hey we're going on a podcast people love a podcast I love podcasts yeah. All right, podcast tour is over. That was a great tour. What'd you learn? Oh, <laughs> uh, the harder the journey, the longer the destination. Podcast by. <laughs> it's in the way that you don't use this song because it's too expensive. Um, Peanut butter. So I was, I, was, I was like, yeah, come on. There's. I'm pretty sure you have 600 hours of footage. It's probably some of me being a, a little bit of an asshole and stuff and dino was big on that note it's like like make this
0: dark yeah, dino came he came over to my studio one time and watched it and he got up halfway through and he goes all right and i go what and he goes eh, you know his fans will like it and he started to walk out said, what do you mean by that And he goes i thought it'd be a little bit more crumb you can darken it up and that was his note and he walked out and left but yeah that's that's the process you know you try things you, you do things you try to make it good and there was there was this really saccharine version that was like okay whatever his fans would like it and then there was the total flip side of that which was this really dark and scary version
2: that was <laughs> it sounds like a joke like it went. literally was like extra darkness <laughs> like just a lot of yeah. trent reznor playing minor chords uh, <laughs> like every time i poured a vodka i bing, can bing, feel bing, the power bing. surging. <laughs>
0: yeah. i mean a big part of that was you know the, the ending sort of just uh dictates where you go until you get there and on the on the tour two weeks into the tour i'm talking to dan in a bar and he goes hey by the way uh I'm not I'm 40 years old. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to learn anything on this tour. So, how do you end your movie?
2: <laughs> I'm a professional storyteller. You've got third act problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. No, you like, haven't shot them yet, but yeah, they're coming.
0: Yeah, you're going to have them. In about a week, you're going to have really big problems. So, the last in case 10 you want
2: to push me downstairs or, or uh, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that, that was the big thing. And then, and of course, at, people sort of smashed it all together, but it was months after the tour that he got community back. And, of course, uh, his is now assistant Spencer is a big part of the story. He sort of becomes the hero of the movie. Um, do you know this? Have you seen the movie?
1: It got sent to me like a, I don't know, like a week no. or so ago, but I, right. was on, I was on tour, so I haven't seen it So yet.
0: there's this kid named Spencer Crittenden who works for Dan now who was literally plucked out of the crowd one day. Dan said, does anyone want to be my DM? And he went there that day to talk to Dan about playing D&D. Yeah. And he raised his hand, and then three weeks later, he's part of the show, and I was talking to Dan, and I was like, you're going to bring Spencer? might not even have known his last name, like mm-hmm. did not know this guy at all. And, uh, yeah, he was like, yes, ask him to go. Cause we should play D and D cause it's, it's really cool to watch. People love it. And, uh, he took a month off work and went out, but on the road, he sort of started to embody these kids that were in these audiences, these awkward, socially weird kids. And he's like that. He really struggled with stardom. Like he became a star. He would sign autographs and he really struggled with it on the road. And, uh, Anyway, the story's like he, he becomes the hero. Dan th- halfway through the tour says, "I'm not the hero of this story. This kid, this guy over here is. I'm the I'm the villain." Um and then they have it out. But uh that's that's ended up being the journey we took is this kid and Dan sort of realizing that he's more of a, a mentor type.
1: Do you recommend that everyone be followed around by cameras for a while <laughs> so that they can sort of get a, a third party view of what they're like?
2: Yeah, I think I I think it's I think yes, I think everyone should Experience that because when you're brushing your teeth and there's a a guy in your bathtub looking <laughs> down at a camera so he can get compose the shot right of you brushing your teeth, Um it, it's like. It doesn't make you think brushing your teeth is important. It doesn't make you think you're important. But it kind of—it just frames things in a context which actually isn't any different from real life. Because in truth, if you aren't the most important person in your life, um, maybe you've got a problem. You might be codependent or an incredibly dedicated senator. But you—you—you—in sh- either case, like you could probably use like it's kind of—it's just neat. I mean, we did it when we were kids. I think probably all of us who are now out here in LA, I think we probably share that. I'm guessing like we used to pretend to be on TV. Yeah. We used to pretend that we were doing shows. We, we, uh, and I, I would do like slow-mo sequences and I would do freeze frames for credit beds, like in the hallway. Like, um, and it, it's like, it's healthy to or no, healthy. It's probably not what it is. <laughs> I mean the opposite of what I said. It's, it's, it feels good. It feel, or God, that's not also not the word. It you, doesn't but feel you, good.
0: You talk about seeing things and hearing things and thinking I should really alter that behavior. Like, you watch the movie. When I
2: watch the movie, I'm like, holy cats, that woman could use a better boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to find her one as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's – it's, you, you know, the idea that you are worth monitoring – I guess is that you know we we are all being monitored by the government, but they never they don't they don't sit in our bathtub and do it, and they don't share
1: what they're finding <laughs> with you unless there's a reason that they need to you know come calling. Yeah,
2: and they don't risk anything. They're not like they're you know they're not like sleep deprived and and, and investing money into into monitoring you. They're like well, this is how we're gonna make money.
1: But what about the experience of seeing yourself from a third person point of view? I mean, do you even? Do you even really emotionally connect like, oh, that's me? Or do you go, hey, look at that guy. What? Oh, wow, I didn't know he was like that. That's crazy. Or was it – did you Did you surprise yourself?
2: Uh, well, I, I saw things that I didn't anticipate seeing, like like especially in my behavior with Aaron. Because I thought that – I thought that because Aaron's my girlfriend, I thought th- that's the thing I know everything about, warts and all. I know what makes me a bad boyfriend. I know what makes me a good boyfriend. Um. I was actually thinking in my head that I would pro- that that, that <laughs> I remember thinking, man, Erin is gonna eat so much crow when she sees whatever cut of this movie <laughs> happens because she's gonna finally see that the boy all of this talk about how I'm you know it's hard to it's hard to be my girlfriend sometimes like boy is she gonna when she finally sees an objective view of it but it's like no way I was it was the opposite I'm like wow it's I was in the right there's a scene in the movie where it's like. I guess I'm right. I mean, I think I'm right. She shouldn't have. She, we're, tr- we're trying to do a shot, and like the director's telling me to walk down the street so you can get a shot of me walking down the street. She's having trouble with the merchandise. She, it's, it's, like, I, so we have this little like thing. And the whole time I remember thinking, like, who's right and who's wrong? Okay, I think I'm right. So now how do you handle being right? You know what? High road. All right, high road it is. Uh, making all these tr- strategic choices, and then we make up for it. And and there, and it's it's in the movie. And she gets, she goes like okay, bye. And I, and 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 she like she kind of does a little cartoonish kind of like pucker up for a little kiss goodbye because I have to go backstage and she's got to go to the front to do merchandise, which by the way, I did not ask her to do. Um, which,
0: you, you remind her of that in the movie too. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, the the so, so she and she and the camera's on her as she she puckers up for this like kiss, and the camera stays on her. And she's like, I love you. And then there's this big, long pause. And then you hear me go, I'm waiting for the camera. And then the camera swivels (laughs) over to me. And and I, God, I fucked up the joke. She, She goes like, do you... Do you love me? And, and and the camera's on her and I go, I'm waiting for the camera. Camera swivels over to her and, and uh, over to me and I say, you have your moments. And I and I <laughs> oh, and I no. strut I strut away. <laughs> now, it's really effective. It's great. I'm glad I did it. It really entertains the audience. It's it's it's, it's fascinating. It's I I would rather be interesting than in, in in that scene, I'd rather be the interesting guy than the good boyfriend in that scene. However, at the same time, when I watch it I realized I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about her in that moment. I wasn't thinking about her that way. So when I'm watching it, I'm going, holy cow, uh, right in the argument, wrong in the argument, uh, uh, timing impeccable, timing, timing not so great, uh, meta commentary, undercutting this, framing it in a context, because like, I turn around and go, wait, oh, no, I love you, but I'm still performing. Like, like One foot in, one foot out. None of it matters. I'm not on her team. I'm not thinking about her as my partner. Wow. Because I'm on camera. You're performing. You're thinking about yourself. But I'm not Jim Carrey. I'm not like, oh, the camera took me over. I'm just doing a show. (laughs) It's like I am like that when there's no camera. I am thinking about myself in the third person when there is no camera. That's why it's okay for me to have a camera in my bathtub. That actually brings things down to my level. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, finally, okay. Now everyone's on the same page. There's always a camera in my bathtub. I'm always like thinking about myself objectively and disconnected from the people around me. Uh, and and I didn't realize how disturbing that was until I watched the movie through my own eyes, but also as an objective person. Because what I'm seeing there is like what's going on in my head when I'm doing that stuff. It's like, and it's like, wow, wow, you really... You really got some couples therapy to do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think most people could act normally with a camera on them, but you behave like there's no camera, and it's people called, talk. They say oh,
2: sociopath. The movie, right? <laughs> the movie's intimate.
0: It? It's really cool, but a lot of times it is just me and you in a room talking, and it is a conversation. Like the camera's not even there.
1: Yeah. So what can you? What do you do about that? Do you? Do you go well? I should probably work on. You know my relationship, or go to couples therapy, or I should work on if I kind of have this thing where I'm just focused on myself. Or do you go?
2: Well, oh, that's not how I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in the movie, you hear me realizing, as I have many times before, I'm like, wow, okay, I get it. I, I'm not an underdog anymore. I'm 40 years old. I'm rich. I'm, I'm not as rich as Chris Hardwick, but I'm, I'm, I am, I am a master of my own destiny. I. Uh, I don't have an empire like Chris Hardwick, but no, I, I have okay. control over the things I do. I don't have a game show. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 um, I got derailed by my dumb bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yet again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I realize I have total agency. I have sucked my thumb to the bone. I have stamped my feet until the earth cracked in half. I definitely don't have to clean my room. Never. I, I don't care if Barack Obama asks me to clean my room. I don't have to do it. I'm Dan Harmon. Right, and it's like okay for a lot of people that represents the arrival at something, but that's in real genius terms. That's Val Kilmer finishing the laser. Like it's not him realizing that he made a super weapon. Right, and that William Atherton is going to sell it to the government or whatever. That's right. You got to get out there and fill some houses with some popcorn.
1: And then also, why did Kent build that mirror? <laughs>
2: that's the bigger <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> I love how I'm so the so surprise of like. I mean how do we know they were going to make this into a weapon they just asked Kent to design a phase conjugate tracking system that could be for anything the possibilities are limitless like oh no wait (laughs) the clues were right there now they're making that a tv series oh no
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was really patting myself on the back for the obscure throwing star i was tossing (laughs) across there and you just like ate it like like.
1: (laughs) fucking real genius
2: (laughs) it's like it's like might as well be citizen kane what are you talking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know for a not to get too much off topic but for a you know, as it when I when I was in high school, there were a series of movies that were so squarely aimed at my forehead. <laughs> Real genius was one, and the Savage Steve Holland movies were the others. Oh boy, you know, yeah. it was just like, "Whomp!" You know, like, "Oh, this is yeah. here, this is me." You know, and all and on also all the early John Hughes, you know, weird science. Weird science more so. Breakfast Club was, I think, for more of. Uh, that was a more sophisticated teenage audience, and Weird Science was just like that. Was my I mean, I like Breakfast Club, but Sixteen Candles and Weird Science were like the- all those movies just hit me yeah. in the face.
2: Yeah, it was a great time to be all uh, young.
1: Yeah, I it I'm really. S-
2: I'm assuming it's not as great these days, where it's like, oh, I guess this is technically a remake of Taming of the Shrew. What? <laughs> <laughs> you- uh, but in any way, in
1: any case, it- it's uh, um, to sort of have that realization that I guess it's sort of like the, you know, when, uh, when, when the punk, when the punk rocks, when the punk rock guy all of a sudden becomes like a rock star, right? It's like,
2: Right, like I? I, I'm taking, I'm gonna take a shit on this stage, yes. Mates. And they're like, "Yay!" And the queens in the audience, "Oh, <laughs> wonderful! <laughs> I pronounce you, so Sid Vicious. I will light your poop on stage." <laughs> but it's <laughs> also like, "Your poop is the new flag of no, the show." I'm rebelling. <laughs> but um, and it's not so much that. Well, it is that, but it's it's it, it, it it's like, oh, okay. So like, when I came to the conclusion of after watching the movie. And you can kind of see me getting there in the footage we edited together to represent like uh, the fact that you know, after making that realization, Oh shit, I'm out I have I got nothing more to prove. Um, is like, okay, so what about the Spencers of the World? You know, like can I there's two kinds of characters in movies that that, that, that are no longer going to blow up any death stars. Like they're either working on the death star or they're like, you know, the friendly uncle that, that got you there. <laughs> like it, like like is you know, do Han Solo's and Luke Skywalker's grow up to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's like when you meet us, you know, you're old and you're grizzled and there's an argument to be made that you made some cowardly choices. You fucked up, you failed, but now your failure can be somebody else's like benefit. It's like it's kind of a cool role. It's not the most Active. It's, it's, not, it's not the sexy one anymore.
1: No, well, it's not great for you or anyone near you while it's happening, but it, it does – failure hopefully creates wisdom. I mean if, you, if you're fortunate enough to have the perspective to <laughs> realize it and be aware enough of it and that you don't just keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again but at a certain point go – Wow, I guess uh, if A then B over and over and right, over right so well, in, the, in the movie you After you go through the, the dark
0: period you say look I'm not the hero of this story I'm like I'm not the hero of my own story right when you when that happened when you said that was that a Was that a, a sad realization or was it like what, what was the feeling about that of realizing? Just... I'm not Luke Skywalker.
2: I'm Obi-Wan I mean, I was your movie was in trouble. I was exploring uh, different options. I thought that would get a laugh. Uh, <laughs> that got the laugh.
1: <laughs> I really thought that would do better. I don't know what happened.
2: <laughs> the the total silence and reaction to that makes me realize. Oh my god, his movie really was in trouble. No, 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 no. at <laughs> all. Yes, just, go just on. The, what,
1: But what you just said was not. It was. It was actually very. Congruous to other things that you said that you were serious about. No, so. I,
2: I know. Well, it's eighty percent truth. I mean, it is. I, I was thinking like, look, well, well, I man, I, I really want to. I'm a documentary subject. It's it's a movie about me. It's about whether or not I'm this or that. It's like it was the time to be thinking about that stuff. And I'm a writer. So what what would the journey be? I I don't think in a dishonest way, but I was kind of obsessing about that. I was like looking at bar napkins and going like, okay, so by the time we're in Portland, I there should be a distinct change in some direction, and I'm not feeling it yet. Like uh and. And so I was thinking about that stuff. I don't think your movie was in trouble. I think it was just you know I was. It turns out uh, I can't improvise uh, uh, the Matrix with my real life. If you put me on a bus, it doesn't turn into a, a three act story. But uh, uh, so I was I was when I to answer your question when I was when I was saying that I was like no it was a real it was a real realization brought on by a compulsive. Need to not let a story not happen. It's like I got to learn something. Okay, fine. I the only thing I can honestly learn here is that I'm not learning anything anymore. So that must mean I have to learn one last thing, which is that other people are important. Now, if I have I made that a big part of my life so far, I don't know. I'm in couples therapy with Aaron. I'm learning how to apologize correctly. There's ingredients to an apology. There are things you can do as a happy couple that you uh, – happy couples uh, behave in a certain way. and we, People have uh, studied them like animals in the wild, and they have lists of behaviors that they do more often than unhappy couples. And And instead of trying to get to the bottom of why you're, like, sometimes an asshole to your girlfriend, like, psychologically, like, what's wrong with you? Peop- couples therapists in the last 20 years have apparently, like, shifted their focus to, like – you now, maybe there's a more nuts and bolts approach to this. Like these people are happy. They don't seem any smarter, and they don't even seem any healthier. They're just happier. What do they do differently? What are they doing differently? And one one answer is uh, they're saying nice things to each other X times a day. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, and and then they experimented with what if we made these bad couples <laughs> say even if it's not even that sincere, even if it's just in a fully self-aware crass desire to achieve good coupledom <laughs> and what if we told them to say this many things or for every shitty thing they find themselves muttering um that if they they have to offset it with a certain ratio to stay above a minimum level um uh and, and it's like and it turns out you can you can tell a couple to do that and if they really want to do it it's like they, they turn into a happy couple because they em, emulate the physical behaviors uh, uh okay uh when your when your girlfriend says, "Hey, look at that thing over there," like while you're, you know, in the middle of a thought that's more important than whatever that is, like it's not it's not it's not really an opportunity for you to teach her uh, that you can look at whatever you want, whenever you want, and that your thoughts are deeper than whatever that is. It's a it's it is it is a what's called an emotional bid, and it takes four seconds to even if you don't feel it to just move your head, look at the thing she said to look at acknowledge that she said to look at it and, and, and that's it you don't have to like it you don't even have to it's a, it's a, it's a sonar ping it's, it's her checking in to see if you're actually in existence with her in the same if your heartbeats are synchronized it's not, it's not a big demand it's not like I always thought you know and guys because I've been spreading this news I'm like oh my god I'm learning these tricks like it keeps you from having fights with your girlfriend um, <laughs> they, like, like all the guys I talk to they go like yeah but what if you do that she keeps making you look at shit <laughs> <laughs> when will it stop <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was like well therapist talked about that too uh, the foundation of a relationship is trust you have to actually start from the decision that she's not going to or you're, you'll break up with her like, like like, like she won't do it she's not in it for that she's, she's actually just saying look at that thing it's like it's like an actual just instinctive like sonar ping it's like not a thing that needs to happen over and over again in fact that's something that happens when you shut her out she tries again um, wow
1: it's, it's you know it's funny that we as uh, as uh, a, as a sophisticated, supposedly, quote-unquote, sophisticated culture that, uh, you know, w- when we're growing up, we go to school, you have to learn all this. Sh- you basically just regurgitate a lot of stuff. You don't learn any skills, really, outside of just the natural, how everything sort of shakes out with whatever the accidental social dynamic system is for wherever you're in school and your friend group and whatever. But it's funny that there isn't – part of our culture doesn't take young people aside and go <laughs> – Two things. This is how you deal with money, (laughs) and this is how you deal with relationships. You know, I guess obviously because it's, you know, it's so gray, and it's like, well, what one person says might not be. But the fact that we don't even try to teach people people skills and how to deal with people and how not to, and we sort of just accidentally hope that whatever we absorb from ages zero to two from our parents (laughs) over us or whatever sort of weird situations that we had no choice in from two to 18, you know, that – that we have the right skills to, you know, not be a douchebag uh, when we're when we're older.
2: Well, I'm kind of, I'm imagining that society where you are taken aside side like that, and I imagine a little, you know, then, uh, then, the, then, the, <laughs> yeah, the, then the then the people who need to prove that they're special have to prove they're special by actively rebelling against. I guess so. I think I like I like that you get to budget your brain development for yourself, and that and that people like me are like 40 years old and have the emotional sophistication of six-year-old uh, you, and, you, and you go like wow wow that's boy i really was focused on writing monster house i've learned nothing <laughs> i don't know if, uh was that worth it it's the house is a monster i guess uh it's uh I, it's on sale at target but i don't know how to talk to people that like, monster
1: house was really fun uh, thanks buddy i like monster house ah uh, I really did like Monster House. I'm not just <laughs> saying that this year. I would, just wouldn't have said it. At I love
2: the I love the design. I thought the I thought I thought the production design was great.
1: I liked Monster House. What did you learn about Dan between like what was what was your story arc with um, meeting Dan and then accepting this project and then at the end going oh okay so like what did you see unfold?
0: Well, the, the big the big realization for me was halfway through. We like all these cuts were going back and forth. And Aaron, or Dan was talking to Aaron, and she was like, oh God, just make a movie about Spencer. Just make it about this kid. And we did a cut all about Spencer. And there were all these light bulbs that went off, like, oh, we can tie this to Dan, and this and Dan will do this. So that was the big light bulb in the middle of the of the story that was like, oh, this is how it'll work if we make Spencer do this and Dan does this. Because it actually happened. We just weren't putting those scenes together the right way. Um, I don't don't know I think I have a different take on Dan than most people because we did work in this collaboration this collaborative effort where I had control which isn't normally how Dan works I think Um, so I talked to Sarah Silverman and Rob Schraub and all these people and they talk about how Dan works but I found it a very pleasant experience a very good experience
2: all you have to do is just make a movie about me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, there, when it when it was really rough going, when I was really lost in
0: the movie, I got this email like four in the morning from Dan, and and it said it was it was two things. One, it was very like cutting, very honest, like hey, get your shit together, get this movie together. You 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 need to do this. This has to happen. And then and there were two paragraphs on hey, but don't worry. And there was this beautiful line about you've got four hundred hours of footage. There must be ninety minutes of good movie in there somewhere. And the last line said, uh, "You're just off the coast of a great movie. Keep paddling. Uh, eat a dick. I love you, Dan."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I didn't know him well enough to be for him to tell me eat a dick.
2: <laughs> it's such a, but, I, uh, but in I, context, I, yeah. it's so, it's so I, I, like. But I said, <laughs> I don't want to clarify because you 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 think that I I was being nice. Like I was saying, like you're just off the shore of something great. And you're and you're treading water, but your ro- your pockets are filled with the rocks of opinions about alcohol and women that don't matter to the movie. Like, I was I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I drink a lot, but. Like that's clear from the movie. That's not a plot. That's not like like like, it's. I I, that's what that's what I was expressing that moment. I was like, and I know you recently got a divorce, but that doesn't make Aaron a bad person. Oh no, (laughs) you're a documentarian.
0: Separated, (laughs) which he announced to my family at South by Southwest. Oh (laughs) Jesus.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because oh, they didn't, wait, they,
2: they didn't some know Some people it.
0: didn't quite have the, the they didn't get no, your, some people didn't get that email. They
2: didn't get your <laughs> newsletter? Yeah, I, no. I, I assume from reading that that you send that to everyone, Jesus.
1: <laughs> but the, uh, but, because when I, when you interviewed me at Meltdown, yeah. I sort of casually mentioned the, something about drinking, and you were like, talk about that, like you had me talk <laughs> about that more. Yeah. Well, so we, we talked about it, Every, everyone talked about everything. The weird thing about the drinking thing, and
0: this is why, this that was a really hard thing to do where I said, look, let's just show it. Let's. Just, it'll be a visual thing. You you cannot walk away from this movie thinking that Dan does or does not drink a lot. Like we have to show it. And Nashville is the scene where Dan gets really drunk on moonshine, and we show him editing the podcast the next day, and he clearly looks. Well, during impaired.
1: Harmontown, like he, do you guys, you and Jeff, like part yeah. of it is that you drink d- d- and then get drunk as the it goes on. Yeah, yeah. So that's the function
2: of that. You know, that's the well, mechanism, you, but the highly functioning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we well, I interviewed
0: thirty. Friends and family and celebs that know Dan and I'll be honest, like of all of them, you were probably the only one that even touched on it being problematic. Like no one would really go there. No, I
1: think not, all not, I said was I don't know if there's anywhere to go, but I think all I said was like I hope he's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just said I hope he's okay. You know, because I I, I want to be careful not to be the I'm the recovering alcoholic that thinks everyone else has a problem. It's yeah. like I don't know. I was thinking like I don't know if you have a problem or not. I just said like you know if there are issues. I hope he's okay, and I hope, you know, if they're there, that he figures them out. That's all. You know, like, yeah. I can't say whether or not, um, uh, you know, I can say, like, well, from my point of view, it seems like he drinks a lot, but I don't know, because I don't know him, and I don't follow him around every day, and I don't have all the information, and I try not to, I try not to make claims, I try not to do what is so easy to do, exactly like what you were saying with headline culture before, of going... Yeah, I got this whole thing figured out because I saw five <laughs> minutes of it. So I got—I think I got—I think I got it. You're like, I don't know, but my my point is that uh, you know, I've always I've always enjoyed being around you, and I love your work. And I just—if there are things, I hope you're okay. And if they're not, then great.
2: Sure. Yeah, we can all we can all be on the same page there. I, I always just I always whenever people ask me if I'm racist, sexist, or alcoholic, I always say yes because it ends the conversation. <laughs> I don't know if I it. am or not. I just know that it makes them stop talking because then they either have to help me or stop talking. Like if you say no, you're talking about it for another hour. And then you really sound like an alcoholic. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs>
0: But also, like visually, it, it was whenever we did. There were cuts or edits that that tried to hammer that home. It was just vodka being poured. Because I mean, visually, it's never. He's not uh, the Toronto mayor
2: stumbling <laughs> around and, and
0: red faced. There's not this visual thing. And you know, as far
2: as problems, like goes, that guy in not, the wire. No, oh. that was the best TV portrayal of, of actual like drunkenness I've ever seen. I I never saw the wire.
1: Are you it, kidding? It me? It seemed like I, it scared me. The emotional commitment because people were so like, you're the one, The Wire. Uh, I was like, uh, okay. That must
2: be what happens to non-community viewers. That's, I guess, that's, I guess that's so. What, that's what killed us in the end. I just, like, I, I just
1: I I just always felt so much pressure to like, yeah, you're going to you fucking mean. like The Wire. You're yeah, going to sure. like The Wire so fucking hard. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I got to set aside like a week. I mean, I have to watch all of them <laughs> at once. Like for me, The Wire, I put it off because it seemed so intense. Yeah. That it seemed important. You, it seemed so you, important. You, you might
2: watch I was it wrong. Like,
1: God, there's a lot of pressure, and yeah. I got i can't just. Get, for me, I forgot. Like, oh, it's just entertainment. It's not real. You can watch it whenever you fucking feel like it. It's yeah, like I no, mean, I, have to, I mean,
2: I've, so I if I I've felt the same way, I've, I I put it off for a long time because I just realized, yeah, like, oh, I can't watch The Wire and make a peanut butter sandwich.
1: <laughs> no, no, and at the and at the end of the days that I have, which are very long days, I'm finding that I don't. Necessarily have the emotional energy, and yeah. I watch things very empathically, yeah. and so I absorb everything that's going on. And a lot of times in the, the day, I don't always have the emotional
2: reserves to engage in something like that. I think you just you hit uh, a very important thing that is constantly being discussed without anyone knowing it about television culture, which is that we seem to we, every uh, uh, people who are like. You know nerds or critics or creatives like they have this different taste, and then they we, we always like complain about the tyranny of mediocrity that surrounds us or we're talking about people who it's like we, when we do and we do it like on a seasonal basis like oh i 've got three shows on the air i 'm working seventeen hours a day for this period of my life but um and during that time you don 't watch the wire but um we like we're talking about people who. They, they, yeah, they work like, and they come home and the TV is supposed to be this box that entertains them. And it's like, we're not allowed to get mad at them for not, I'm not allowed to get mad at them for, not, for, for being more into Big Bang Theory than Community.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I I'm way behind on a lot of stuff that I should be watching and things that I know I want to watch. But last night I got home from work and I watched fucking Boomerang for an hour. Like, I just watched. I, because well, I thought
2: you meant the Eddie Murphy movie. You mean no. the? Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's so random. It's like because you'd be flipping through channels and go like, here we go. This is safe.
1: Yo, he plays chicks, but then that Robin Givens comes along. Yeah. Unfortunately, Halle Berry was waiting in the wings. But
2: that one girl's got the hammer
1: toe. She's got the hammer toe, so he can't. It's only an hour and twenty minutes. In. Why didn't you just watch the whole thing? But I watched. No, I was watching the Boomerang Boomerang channel because for some reason they've been showing all of the really weird episodes of the Flintstones lately. So like they should like I saw the episode where they introduced Great Gazoo, And I saw the episode where Samantha and Darren Stevens move in next door and all of a sudden there's witchcraft and the Flintstones. And I saw the episode where Fred falls asleep in for twenty five years and then Barney's a millionaire and he's like it's so like it was so far into the run of I guess of the Flintstones where they were like, well we gotta mix it up. I mean you it's know?
2: certainly no longer ironic that they're cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're were- Weird and, anymore. Uh, what if uh, and nobody say they're cavemen, but the dishwasher's an elephant, or That's you're right. fired.
1: Yeah, and they have to be very dissatisfied with whatever sort of menial blue collar <laughs> uh, prehistoric animal jobs that they have. Uh, did they smoke on the Flintstones? No, but the Flintstones did a Winston cigarette ad. Oh, they did. Okay. Uh,
2: do you remember the episode where? uh <laughs> Fred and, Fred and Barney go, I think, bowling when they're not supposed to. You know, their wives did not want them having a lot of fun. No. It was a, it was a simpler time. Yeah. Uh, all women asked us that we be henpecked, and all men asked us that, we, you know, we, we, we like, uh, like like think of them as objects. The, the, uh, somewhere, like, well, how can you not form a perfect society? Uh, the, 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 you
1: just distilled <laughs> post-war America culture.
2: That's and... why we love Mad Men. Ah, this time. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 men were men and women were women and uh yeah and uh uh there were different races yeah. all right the uh the Fred and Barney go bowling they shouldn't have and this is the thing that blows my mind because when I'm recounting it, I'm like yeah that was a weird episode of the Flintstones but then when I'm t- t- describing it I have to stop halfway through and go wait a minute what they um they they the the girls were about to find out that they did this thing that they were supposed to do. and and, and so their solution is, because there was like publicity about it or something. So they have to go and get all the rock newspapers, the you know, the chiseled newspapers off of the, all the yeah. stoops. Um to and and then I swear there's a point where they're driving down the street in their rock car and they're lassoing TV antennas. Mm-hmm. The Flintstones had television. Yeah. Yeah. But but their newspapers were carved rock mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they hadn't yet achieved ink or paper, yep. How? What animal creates thirty frames per second of, of transmittable imagery? What? what how do they? they have TV? Do well, they have things inside a box? Did they ever like show that they inside? actually? They
1: actually show. Well, it was both. Actually, there were times where they would show something in the box, and there were other times where there was like television broadcast. But also, the car that they're driving in is being propelled with um, Feet. essentially infinite momentum uh, <laughs> off these giant rock slabs that are that are powered merely by the by the density of the muscle tissue in their calves. So, I mean. (laughs) You know, it is one of those, like, hey, you just sort of...
2: Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's a it's and not a Great realistic Gazoo. show. And I, then all of a
1: sudden a weird a weird sorcerer, a weird alien sorcerer voiced by Harvey <laughs> Corman pops up and grants them infinite wishes.
2: It seems like such a terrible idea, but then I realize it's because we live in a post Flintstones world. Like we watched the Flintstones throw everything at the at the television wall that yep. they could, including the Flintstones as, yep. as an idea. A guy doing a Jackie Gleason impression, but they're like cavemen, but they're like us, but there's dinosaurs uh, at work. And then and then when, when before that could lose any momentum, they brought a Martian, a wish-granting Martian into the show. Mm-hmm. And now because they did that, we go like, well, let's not do that. But, 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 <laughs> but man, to live in that world where they're just like, fuck, you know what? What if, they, what if there's a Martian? <laughs> and and so, I was like, do you know what? Steve, you're promoted. Franklin? You're fired. What? Well, I,
1: all I said was. All I said was there shouldn't be a Martian because that's weird. Yeah, get the fuck out. By yeah. the way, uh, the new. <laughs> have you shot the new season of Community yet? No. Okay. Uh, please put a wish-granting <laughs> Martian in there just for the fuck of <laughs> it. Mean. Or even if it's something, you know what? Because that's totally something that Abed would. Yeah. Fan, would fantasize.
2: I'm pretty sure it gets pitched in some form every year. <laughs> 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 I mean and and, and we're da- we're dangerously approaching the time when I say yes because, because it was probably around season 6 of the Flintstones that, I, that that whoever whoever was running the Flintstones lost their resistance the, da- the
1: Dan Harmon of the Flintstones <laughs>
2: I, I no longer can. I can't. I can't stop this from happening and get married this year. <laughs> I have to go pick a uh, 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 c- catering service. So yes, go with the green Martian thing. I'll be right back. When is that happening? And I'm
1: sure that's on the internet. So I apologize for not knowing. Like, My when, m- w- wedding? No, no, no. When? Uh, when it's a
2: community? When it's a community? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was really dis I was really disturbed by that. You know, I like, really, when, the- when are you getting married? I'm sure it's on the internet. I apologize for not yeah, knowing. Alright, wait a
1: minute. Here's the here's the growth you experienced is that maybe old Dan Harmon would have assumed that I was talking about community, but you thought I was talking about your relationship. Yeah.
2: And oh, I was even nice. like, These kids today, they think uh, weddings should be on the internet.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna live stream it. You are gonna put it on Ustream or uh... Honey, did
2: you have a good interview with Chris Hardwick? Yeah, he's just he's more machine than man now. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're getting married on the internet. <laughs> (laughs) In his world, people probably do. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist if it doesn't happen on the internet, really. (laughs) I mean, how can you even prove? Yeah, get over here and make meaty primate love to me with your non-internet penis. All right, 15-second Instagram video wedding. Is that (laughs) better? Each each syllable of the vow is another Instagram (laughs) with a different filter. The filters are custom filters, each of which espouse a certain vow. Hashtag uh, to love and to cherish. And your wedding band is the band Filter. Uh, oh boy at the same time uh,
1: but uh uh so when is community when, when community
2: is, is uh uh community is is probably gonna be on what used to be called the air mm-hmm. that is now called a series of tubes yeah uh, uh january probably the end of january we don't I've, I've heard the date january 27th bandied about but it's there's no reason to think that things won't be actively changing up till that date, you know. Does um, it still feel the,
1: Does it feel the same? Or are you guys going to be able to? Obviously, I would imagine you would have more freedom to do things.
2: It is like I actually, for the first time, ha- bothered to have that conversation. I never even bothered to ask because in my mind, I don't care if if Yahoo told me that we could say the f word. Um, I, I don't think it would make me go oh my god finally I want to see these characters use the F word I think right. there's a tonality and a rhythm to the show that first and foremost it doesn't need to be protected like I'm not a fundamentalist uh, community uh, it can't, can't do this and can only do that guy but I do believe in the sanctity the familiarity of the product it was an NBC show it was done in a certain style has a certain rhythm the people that watch the show they don't they they, 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 it's, 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 uh, uh, fuck. It's like, like you can't change the shape of a Snickers bar. It's a bad analogy because it makes the people who like community sound like they're like mindless consumers. Also, you can just squish a Snickers bar. Like <laughs> you, you can't can just, change the yeah, shape? Yeah, you literally
1: can. You can just
2: like, in your hand, you're strong enough. Leave it in the sun. You know, I've never tried. <laughs> um I, I just, I just have a drink. Chris, are you sure you're doing
1: okay? Yeah, no, I. Uh,
2: <laughs> He's squeezing Snickers bars at home. I'm strong. Or, stupid or just... packed with peanuts. You don't satisfy. I <laughs> <laughs> ow I got stabbed by a peanut nub <laughs> he, but, the pointy lose, part he <sighs> loses to the Snickers bar you know you you think peanuts
1: are all smooth but then you forget there's that one pointy part it really hurts
0: I think eating it changes like bite by bite You're, every time
2: yeah alright Spock <laughs> <laughs> Who invited the nerd? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Captain, okay... (laughs) I want to go fuck this alien. Technically speaking, we all change shape of everything when we consume it. Our our amino acids fundamentally alter the composition. God damn it! Beam him into space, please!
1: (laughs) This is is, is Spock just floating outside the Enterprise.
2: (laughs) He's still arguing about the... I'm just making the... um, I don't understand this reaction to my perfectly valid observation. All right. So anyways, uh, January 27th, probably, maybe. Um, Yes, we can. I heard from them. Technically speaking, if we wanted to have Annie run into the room in the first episode and go shit balls, fuck, I think maybe even fuck, I don't even know. Yeah. But, but like I, I heard them describe like a hard or a soft R sure. or a hard PG um, kind of thing. But I, I I'm not. I, I, I don't. It, it. I don't believe I would be taking advantage of that in any major way because I'm really as a fan of the show, I would be very concerned about the show f- being too different, too fast. Yeah. So, I mean, I want my least, you know, for the first episode, I want, we, I want to go, okay, everything else is changing. So let's make sure this thing feels like community. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, that answers your whole question. Yes, yes, we can. And no, we probably won't.
1: Um, and I always loved the idea that the, um, the, uh, pilot that you did with Stiller and Owen
2: and Jack. The motorcycle... um, Why did it just... (laughs) <laughs> he, I, uh, should I? Be, I should be, I shouldn't be sitting here waiting for you to. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I'm like. Oh, wow, he's I almost it. got it. He's almost got it.
1: I know it. <laughs> I, I know it because I've seen it. But for some reason, my brain just my brain just froze.
2: I, I was just sort of like watching his mouth and like. No, you can help him. It would be, no, it would be the polite to thing to do. Things. It's a weird title.
1: It's one of those things where it's like. No, I know that. I should. I know. I know it. It's like. It's All like right. forgetting
2: a friend of yours' his name. I, yeah, I know. Well, listen. I don't know how old you are, but I. I, 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 I forgot what's his name's name yesterday <laughs> and I remembered it? it and now I don't remember it again I, uh, I think I mean Ben Folds I think we're the same age yeah I, I seriously like I, I sometimes I forget like just a regular name like James Spader's name or something yeah. and I'll go like I forgot who's the guy and I and I, and I and like, like, like people are at the table and they're talking and they're like, I'm, I'm going through a private like movie <laughs> of the week where I'm like I forgot James Spader's name I don't and I don't I can't say James Spader because I forgot his name I can ask my friends at the table right now who was the guy in Mannequin and after they say Andrew McCarthy and I say no I'll get the information I need I could also get out my phone but if I just wait until I reachieve to, in memory of whatever James his name was, it's like, I do Do you think that when you forget something, you, you force yourself to remember? Yes, Do you yes. think you're repairing your yes, brain like, yes, a, like yes. a bridge?
1: Absolutely. like, oh no, because if I can recall it, that means it's okay. I mean, and
2: God I'm, knows if I just look it up, that's it's not going to stop happening. And then the that's rest of sure. your
1: friends are talking about global terrorism. All of a sudden you just smack <laughs> the table and go, James Spader! And everyone
2: stops and looks
1: at you. Because yeah. you were not engaged in their conversation yeah. at all. What was it? What um? What is it, Kyle?
2: Heat vision and Jack. <laughs> Heat vision and
1: Jack. <laughs> God damn it! Oh fuck! <laughs> and I've seen it a bunch of times too. But I. I but the idea that you. When we talked about this before, your idea was that you were going to make the worst – you said you were going to make the worst pilot you could possibly think of in terms of like the concept of yeah. uh, something that a network – worse in the sense that the network would never go for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. we said let's make something – we were in a blind deal with ABC at the time, and what we said was to ourselves, let's make – let's get out of our deal with ABC. Let's make something that they, that they hate. Let's write something that they hate and turn it in on spec. Um, and, and Rob said like what well, what will they hate like what, what, uh, and, and i said let 's write what we love <laughs> <laughs> because we want to get out of this deal because why because we're we 're going in and we 're getting a sense of incompatibility here mm-hmm. like, like, like and nobody 's the hero or the villain in the story let 's just bring it to a head yeah let 's write." what we really would like to see on TV and let's not even filter it through any kind of, maybe they'll like this, maybe they won't. Let's just actually write the show that would be our favorite television show and we would want to watch a thousand episodes of uh, Yeah, that was it. And I, you, you spend the rest of your life trying to regain that perfect self-actualized because it took about a weekend to write that script. It took less than a weekend and uh, it's like, wow. I figured it out, figured out how to do it um, why come I couldn't ever do it again
0: you're yeah. in the you actually you're in the heat vision scene in the Harmontown documentary uh, in theaters October 3rd I am yeah you say you talk about how you used to find it on VHS so you'd hunt, yeah. hunt down a VHS yeah, copy I of yeah I think
1: I um, think God I think maybe I raided a storage closet in the Viacom building once and found like a VHS <laughs> tape of old Ben Stiller show episodes and oh, I think Heat, Vision and Jack too. I, think but it I had it on VHS. What's
0: funny about that is it doesn't exist anywhere. Like Ben Stiller doesn't even have a copy of it. I
2: know which, it's so funny when you... like. I, I don't... I mean you probably asked me for a copy several times and I'm like I don't know man. I, I don't know. It's like it's so weird how we're, we're the people that lose our copies first <laughs> yeah. because we think... Ooh, I worked on the show it's to yeah. be there's got to be another copywriter runner somewhere and then it's like you end up 70 years old giving a tour of of an apartment to a new tenant who's coming through because now you're just managing a building that you wisely uh, paid for with some of your uh, uh Rick and Morty money and it's 2070 and you're uh because I'm zero now the the, the and and you're, and you're going you know uh this room's good for an office you know if you ever have work to do i don't know what you do uh I'm a writer Oh, I was a writer. Now I'm your landlord. <laughs> I used to work on the Heat Fishing and Jack. You know, I suppose you never heard of
1: that. So, first months and last months, or? Oh what's the... yeah, those were some times. So, you know, I don't even have a copy of it.
2: Hang on to your VHS tape, young man. When you make is a, a VHS pilot?
1: tape, so it's fifteen thousand dollars a month for this thousand square foot apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's way in the future. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 That's the one thing we can count on is just the dollars. <laughs> just like people are rolling around wheelbarrows full of cash. Well, that's
1: why. That's why it was, but like, uh, I was like, I always think of the scene in in Running Man where she, uh, I, I guess it's Maria Conchita Alonso, goes to the soft drink. I think it's uh, Running Man, and it's like six dollars for a soft drink, and that was so funny when that movie came out. Right. Like, oh, in yeah. the future, everything's gonna be like. Well yeah.
2: they nailed it
1: yeah i was I was at the airport. I bought a bottle of fucking water. It was like four fifty <laughs> yeah like, no, they really they really water.
2: I yeah. still find myself saying like 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 i i i, I really embarrassing when I'm talking to a young person, which is all the time as I get older, and I go and they go like uh I'll just characterize something as costing a certain amount that's not the the point like they'll go, yeah well it was a it was a they were they did a good job i mean they were really nice people, and I'll say uh uh Yeah, that and fifty cents will get you a candy bar, (laughs) and then and then I'm sorry, I'm I'm waiting for the impact of that (laughs) Rye observation. But they're like, it will. (laughs) (laughs) We are in Korea, like in a shelter
1: somewhere. I was just assuming that that idea had an an inherent value of (laughs) fifty cents or a dollar. Which would get you to like $1. fifty or $2 oh, if you had the so additional... So
2: in your analogy, I, for some reason, already have a fixed amount of money. Well, here. maybe
1: I just see ideas as commodities, okay? <laughs> so that's your failing. Um, I think ideas are worth money. And that's that we just should my be able to, 2,000 cents. I think we should be able to buy candy with stories. <laughs> <laughs> in the perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> so go back to your fucking rock concerts or whatever you kids do now. Uh, so October 3rd, Harmontown. Yeah. In theaters. In theaters, theaters everywhere. On the internet,
0: uh, all iTunes at ex- the same time.
1: All, all yeah, everywhere. Nice. Uh, well, good luck with the next season and good luck with uh, good luck with the it, it sounds like you're getting a lot of good stuff out of couple's therapy.
2: I do. was very exciting to find out that it can also be like Minecraft. Yes.
1: Well, as long as you know that that's how your brain absorbs information.
2: Aaron was a little offended by it at first, but then the therapist was like, no, this is, you want this. Do you, do you, she's, you, like, she's, like, she's like, so it's like a video game that well, you, ch- telling me what I need to hear. I, 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 it's, like, it's, it's like, yeah, this is the problem. You wanting someone to feel things. All instead I'm trying of to do, just-
1: Aaron, is give Dan a diamond
2: pickaxe.
0: <laughs> but do you find yourself in couples theory, tra- tra- therapy trying to be like? Uh, like the therapist like you more. I like.
2: I I I I won the, the first session. My 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 therapist is an amazing like kabbalah lesbian who is married to a woman apparently like Aaron. So as this, this facts just slowly came out, I was like, when I walked in, I was like, oh no, she looks like Velma from Scooby Doo. I'm fucked. <laughs> like I, like this is not my archetype. This is not Changes. my audience. Yeah. Um, and then it just like over time, I was like, she's siding with me way too much. And then and then she full blown just kind of goes like, look. Uh, I get what Dan's saying personally more because my wife is kind of more like Aaron like I'm like holy cow I'm winning couples therapy and I have a lesbian friend <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing uh but seriously she's great she's 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 really awesome and um I don't uh no she's it's not we got punished immediately for trying to win. Like we both learned that right away. I, and that's like, the, that's what you think. Like I, I wasn't going forever. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I'm going to, it's the principal's office. If you're right. a guy, couples therapy is like, what's going to happen other than you being presented with an emotional invoice. You owe me this, you have to change this, you have to do this less. It's really not like that. It's like, it's, it's actually, it will free up more of your time. I think I'm assuming all couples therapists are the exact same go person. I've gone to couples therapy
1: in a previous relationship and, uh, I always remember kind of going in feeling like, you know, like, oh, we're in a lot of trouble. And then kind of leave feeling like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, we were actually communicating and actually talking about our thing. Like, we had to have another person like, yeah. aim it back
2: at us and to get us to communicate. It kind know, of, re- it's, it, 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 <clears throat> it didn't really occur to me until I started feeling the benefits in that room. And it was right under my nose. It's like, oh, yeah, you know what? If you're in a relationship and <clears throat> there's only one person you can talk to about what's going on in your relationship, and it's probably the wrong person given that you're probably pissed off about something. You right. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, like you could, with the best intentions, like create a situation where you're just drifting apart because like, why would you, if you're a great boyfriend, why would you want to lay a bunch of this shit on your girlfriend's doorstep? But... At the same time, you wouldn't want to talk behind her back about it either, because that's also like a weird, like, why are you talking to another person? But so talking to a qualified professional who you're paying money, who doesn't like, you know, is never going to see you again. It's like it's uh, da doy. Like, well, it's did,
1: it's, uh, it's all you know. I think we also <laughs> there could be this kind of thing where. A lot of times you're standing nose to nose with a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And so all you see is yourself. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is the whole picture. Yeah. And then someone just like, just like grabs you and just like jerks you back. And you, look, and you get back you're and right. you're like, oh, there's all this other stuff in here. Yeah. And I'm a lot smaller in this <laughs> landscape than I thought I was because I just needed to take a few steps back. That's it. That's Good. exactly it. All right. It's um, good to see you, man.
2: Thanks good for to coming see you. in. You're such, a, you're such a friendly, uh, positive influence on my life. You're, you're c- compassionate and you care about your, your actions toward me and and you care about my drinking. And you you, 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 you have a little office here with a Chewbacca iPad mini cover. And um, there's weird um, pictures of uh, gagged children in a shoebox. Now, listen, it's not a shoebox. <laughs> 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 There's no shoe that would ever fit in here. No, no. A it's chest. a
1: vintage cigar box <laughs> that I got on Etsy. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Enjoy <laughs> your burrito. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef, but. This story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911.